doctor's appointment. We got things to do. I know, but Can't we still... Can't just be dinking around. But we still have all day. <laughs> it's 8.20 a.m. Saturday, July the 7th, 2018. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's... Do what the heck? train wreck. Oh, well. Episode whatever. Who cares anymore? It's getting up too far into the numbers. Is that, it? Yeah. Yeah. To, Num- to the really numbers care. are getting serious. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's another thing to worry about. <sighs> yeah, it might be getting, might be getting a little tired, Dan. Might be time to, you know, start a new show. Yeah. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm gonna take me a sip. I don't really care. It's not like I have any ideas. I don't care either. What the heck? Yeah, ham and eggs. It's just us talking on a Saturday morning. There it Whether is. you've got Mr. Mike going on or not. That's right. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. We'd, hey. we'd still be having the conversations. That's yeah, true. It's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, as per usual. I had another uh, recording session yesterday. I'm, yeah. Don't know, Diane. Yeah, don't no. Know. I don't know. I feel like I'm nailing it on some of the songs and completely missing it on other songs. I think you've got to play them for me because last time that you nah, said yeah, that. But I mean, yeah, I, know. I need to let them sit for a yeah, day or two first. I don't think that you should judge well, them right after. Yeah, but you know. But it's also partly, you know, I, I want a different mix than the one I've, I've got to listen oh, okay. to. If I had all of the tracks in front of me yeah you know then i could dink around and say okay what can i do to make this sound more like what i want it to sound like because i think it's possible to do that but the vocal performances yesterday i didn't like as well because i think i was feeling kind of weakened by heat which is you know but it's just a thing yeah, but when you first came home after the first one, you said you didn't like the vocal performances, and then you had me listen to them, and I was saying, these are wonderful. Right. What's the matter well, with them? Well, you know. Yeah. So. Anyway. I think we're all just, just uh, ultra-judgmental of our work, well, right? Yeah, it's just a thing, because it's like when it's you're doing it for the in the recording studio, you hear every tiny little thing, and, you know, it's the... It's the time you want it to be just the way you want it. So that if it's not exactly just the way you want it, you don't you don't relish the prospect of spending your rest of your life living with the fact that it was never quite the way you wanted it. Yeah. But, I mean, it'll never be exactly the way you wanted it. But I don't know. Whatever. It's just a thing. And it's a, it's a whole... It's like a giant cavern of mental, you know, mud that I have spent a lot of time in when I was younger, and I just don't want to do that anymore. So, Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. It's an interesting... Uh, we all hate mental mud. Yeah. You boy. It's a... It's, uh, yeah. it's good coffee. And, you know, you think... So, you know, I like to think that I've reached a certain level of maturity and uh, perspective uh, uh, on things... And uh, there's really nothing at stake here other than just wanting to get something that I'm that I can be happy with. And most of the songs that I've recorded, I would say I've got of the 14 songs I've got, I've probably got eight or nine that are I'm happy with. And well, that's that, that means a lot because you have very exacting standards for your work. Well, yeah, and I don't, you know, and then I, but so. 
part of it is, and I think when I go down this next week, I'm gonna, we're going to spend some time working with what we've got to see what we can do with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that'll probably bring a new uh, level of perspective on it. And, you know, there's always, you know, I can always re-record a vocal or something like that if, if it, you know, or something. So it's, it's nice. It's a good process. I like working with David because David's, he's got the patience of a saint. That's what he's got. And he's also quite f- funny. He keeps, he keeps cracking me up. He's got a dry wit. He does. He does. And it's just perfect. It's, it's nice. He knows when, just when to zing you with something. And uh, so that's good. I think it's interesting that both you and Kat are recording right now uh, for your separate albums. Yeah. You think that's interesting? Well, I think it's very exciting that my two favorite singer-songwriters are both coming out with new albums. Well, I'm excited about it, too, except that everything Kat does sounds better than anything that I do. Oh, no. That's the only problem with it. Just wonderful and different. It's Kat, and you're you. Oh, that. Maybe that's the problem. I think that is the problem. (laughs) Actually, it is not a problem because I get to have the glory of both of you in my life. Whereas for me, my one regret in life is that I wasn't born someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Anyway, it's all good. If if you were somebody else, I'd be with this guy who's sitting beside me now and you'd have, you know. Where would I be? I'd probably be living in my car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true anyway so that's that's been happening that's been going on I had lunch with my son Jake on Thursday and that was good except he beat me at cribbage which was not good it was a squeaker but he did beat me it was pretty pretty clear it was probably it wasn't as close a game as I would like to think it was we've had a lot closer games but he pretty much he didn't like skunk me or anything that but he did win outright so gonna have to make him pay for that (sighs) what about you diane well since my week was all about work again i i would rather talk about having watched uh a documentary last night on fred rogers oh yeah well there's the new fred there's the new mr rogers movie that's just out in theaters too that we're gonna go try and see this weekend but there's a lot of source material on Fred Rogers. Uh, yeah. So. Well, and we watched, what was the it's name? It's called Rip, Mr. Rogers and Me. Mr. Rogers and Me. Made by these two brothers who uh, used to summer on Nantucket. And they discovered when they were young that they their place they were staying on Nantucket was right next door to where, Miss, where Fred Rogers' place was. So the they crooked, really the were crooked, Mr. The, Rogers' neighbors. Yeah, they were his neighbors. And his place on Nantucket was called the Crooked House. I was, the thing that I loved the most about it was that it was talking about uh, the principles that Mr. Rogers had of kindness from the standpoint of other people. You know, the people who had influenced Fred Rogers. It it had some biographical elements too. Um, But there, it was... I thought that it showed the network of, of all these yeah, people. Yeah, a lot of people that were influenced by him. Not yeah. just people who influenced him, but people who were influenced by him. And a, it's worth watching. It's up on, uh, it's on Amazon Prime, so you can 
but I just I was so influenced by that and and I was thinking afterwards that the interesting aspect of my my sincere admiration for for Mr. Rogers is I never watched him when I was a kid because I was an older kid at the time that yeah. he was uh, performing I mean on TV and I've so I've only seen little glimpses of the, his actual show but I became much more aware of him when I was older and there would be YouTube things that you could watch and people would be displaying I because I can't really remember when he first came into my focus but I was so taken by his soft-spoken, deliberate, and kind approach to everything. And the more that I found out about his, his uh, philosophies, and the more I, I, be, I just became enamored of him, and he became a hero of mine. Anyway, that's why I thought I would really like to have him be our guest today because uh, I started searching out some some things that just had him talking and found this commencement speech um, actually through the benefit of uh, interesting timing. But I think that uh, he's much on people's minds because of this new show that's out. Um, one of my friends, Susan Polizzi, had posted this a portion of this commencement speech with music behind it and everything on her Facebook page. And I'm very appreciative of, of the introduction to the speech, but I really preferred to just hear the music of the person's voice rather than have the music yeah, underlined. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't usually prefer that, so... I sought the speech out and listened to it in, in its entirety. And um, I don't think we're going to do the entire speech, but uh, but it's... I think we're going to do a goodly chunk of it. A goodly chunk of it. Mm-hmm. And I just really appreciate what he said. It's a, I, it's a timely message, I think. It's a timely message, and I also feel like the reason why we're why we're so excited about these sorts of things coming up is I feel like in times of great conflict that there really are the peacemakers just like I, I know that many people I've heard that uh, that Mr. Rogers would say when you see a great catastrophe look out for the people who are look for the helpers are the helpers well i think that these things are the helpers the things that remind us of what is important in life and i come from a family whose ultimate goal i think was kindness i i think that out of all the traits that my parents tried to uh, impart to us it was to be kind to other people and uh, to watch somebody who, who basically had his whole life be around that principle of kindness and appreciation and gratitude 
is such a balm for me during this time that seems like you're just listening to arguments and arguments and people spitting and spatting at each other all the time. I mean, I just feel like, really, is this what we have devolved into? I really don't think we are. I think that if you are really in the presence of another person, that you will be more modulated in your approach than what we're seeing right now. So having a person with a modulated voice and way of presenting himself in the world feels very, very relieving to me. Yeah. So I hope that others will find it the same. And I would say that that was kind of the highlight of my week. Uh, was watching that with you last night and and just you know having our Friday dinner and because I even worked on the 4th of July I mean I this is just a really busy time but I want to say that I'm grateful for that I I'm grateful for a, a job that I appreciate doing uh, that I don't feel is an imposition on my life and you know it's it's fine but nonetheless, you know, there's only so many things you can do to talk about work. Well, okay. Alrighty then. And I talked about my work. So there you go. So let's let Mr. Rogers take us out. Yes, please. Our world hangs like a magnificent jewel in the vastness of space. Every one of us is a part of that jewel a facet of that jewel. And in the perspective of infinity, our differences are infinitesimal. We are intimately related. May we never even pretend that we are not. Have you heard my favorite story that came from the Seattle Special Olympics. Well, for the 100-yard dash, there were nine contestants, all of them so-called physically or mentally disabled. All nine of them assembled at the starting line, and at the sound of the gun, they took off. But not long afterward, one little boy stumbled and fell and hurt his knee and began to cry. The other eight children heard him crying. They slowed down, turned around, and ran back to him. Every one of them ran back to him. One little girl with Down syndrome bent down and kissed the boy and said, this will make it better. And the little boy got up and he and the rest of the runners linked their arms together and joyfully walked to the finish line. They all finished the race at the same time. And when they did, Everyone in that stadium stood up and clapped and whistled and cheered for a long, long time. 
people who were there are still telling the story with great delight. And you know why. Because deep down, we know that what matters in this life is more than winning for ourselves. What really matters is helping others win too. Even if it means slowing down and changing our course now and then. Anesius Manlius Severinus Boethius, what a name, was the last of the great Roman philosophers and the first of the scholastics of the Middle Ages. 1,500 years ago, Boethius wrote this sentence. O happy race of mortals, if your hearts are ruled, as is the universe, by love. I was once invited to sit in on a master class of six young cellists from the Pittsburgh Youth Symphony Orchestra. The master teacher was Yo-Yo Ma. Now, Yo-Yo is the most other-oriented genius I've ever known. His music comes from a very deep place within his being. And during that master class, Yo-Yo gently led those young cellists into understandings about their instruments, their music, and their selves, which some of them told me later they'd carry with them forever. I can still see the face of one young man who had just finished playing a movement of Brahms' cello sonata when Yo-Yo said, nobody else can make the sound you make. Of course, he meant that as a compliment to the young man. Nevertheless, he meant that also for everyone in the class. Nobody else can make the sound you make. Nobody else can choose to make that particular sound in that particular way. I'm very much interested in choices and what it is and who it is that enable us human beings to make the choices we make all through our lives. What choices lead to ethnic cleansing? What choices lead to healing? What choices lead to the destruction of the environment, the erosion of the Sabbath, suicide bombings, or teenagers shooting teachers? What choices encourage heroism in the midst of chaos? I have a lot of framed things in my office which people have given to me through the years. And on my walls are Greek and Hebrew and Russian and Chinese. And beside my chair is a French sentence from Saint-Exupéry's Little Prince. It reads, L'essentiel est invisible pour les yeux. What is essential is invisible 
to the I. Well, what is essential about you? And who are those who have helped you become the person you are? Anyone who has ever graduated from a college, anyone who has ever been able to sustain a good work, has had at least one person, and often many, who have believed in him or her. We just don't get to be competent human beings without a lot of different investments from others. I'd like to give you all an invisible gift, a gift of a silent minute to think about those who have helped you become who you are today. Some of them may be here right now. Some may be far away. Some, like my astronomy professor, may even be in heaven. But wherever they are, if they've loved you and encouraged you and wanted what was best in life for you, they're right inside yourself. And I feel that you deserve quiet time on this special occasion to devote some thought to them. So let's just take a minute in honor of those who have cared about us all along the way. One silent minute. whomever you've been thinking about, imagine how grateful they must be that during your silent times you remember how important they are to you. It's not the honors and the prizes and the fancy outsides of life which ultimately nourish our souls. It's the knowing that we can be trusted that we never have to fear the truth, that the bedrock of our lives from which we make our choices is very good stuff. There's a neighborhood song that is meant for the child in each of us. And I'd like to give you the words of that song right now. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. It's not the way you do your hair, but it's you I like. 
the way you are right now, the way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your caps and gowns, they're just beside you. But it's you I like, every part of you, your skin, your eyes, your feelings, whether old or new. I hope that you remember, even when you're feeling blue, that it's you I like, it's you yourself, it's you. It's you I like. And what that ultimately means, of course, is that you don't ever have to do anything sensational for people to love you. When I say it's you I like, I'm talking about that part of you that knows that life is far more than anything you can ever see or hear or touch. That deep part of you that allows you to stand for those things without which humankind cannot survive. Love that conquers hate, peace that rises triumphant over war, and justice that proves more powerful than greed. So in all that you do, in all of your life, I wish you the strength and the grace to make those choices which will allow you and your neighbor to become the best of whoever you are. Congratulations to you all. Thank <laughs> you.